today will retell the incredible story of God's plan of redemption. It begins and ends with the matchless love of the Father for the people he created. It winds its way through the tragedy of the first sin in the Garden of Eden and spans the lives of men and women who responded in faith to God's work in their world. It goes by way of Bethlehem and Nazareth and Galilee. It reaches a glorious crescendo at Calvary and a garden tomb. There's only one possible title for this epic true account of how good triumphed over evil and love conquered all. The story is called Jesus Saves.
Scripture says that the Lamb who would die to redeem us was slain from the foundation of the world. Yes, the Father's plan was in place from the beginning. Still, there would be centuries of waiting before his arrival. Prophets foretold his coming with words like, there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forever. As the people God had chosen for himself strayed further and further from him, he never gave up on them. The prophets reminded them that their salvation was on the way, saying, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he will reign as king and act wisely and do justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is his name by which he will be called the Lord, our righteousness. After 400 years, God's silence was broken by angelic announcements to a priest named Zechariah, a virgin named Mary, and a carpenter named Joseph. The arrival of the promised one was imminent, and then there he was, God with us, Jesus born in Bethlehem. He began his ministry when he was 30 years old. He cared for the poor and the outcast. He healed the sick and demonstrated his power over the natural world. He taught the people that the promised kingdom would be light, yet all of this wasn't the reason he had come to earth. The time for that was at hand, but first he would be welcomed into the city of Jerusalem as the king he truly was.
Mm, excuse me. It was Passover, the night the nation celebrated how God had miraculously freed them from slavery in Egypt. Gathered with his closest friends, Jesus broke the unleavened bread and passed it around saying, take and eat. This is my body. Then he offered the cup saying, this is the blood of the covenant, which is poured out for the forgiveness of sins. The bread and the wine would be the way we would commemorate the sacrifice he was about to become. Jesus and the eleven left the room where they had shared the Passover meal and walked to a familiar garden where he often prayed. Judas, the one who betrayed him, had already gone with the master's full knowledge of what he was planning. Jesus did nothing to prevent the plot from unfolding. At every step in the hour to come, he would do nothing but surrender to the Father's will. In the garden, while the disciples slept, 
He prayed that he wouldn't have to drink the bitter cup of crucifixion, but that would not be the Father's plan, and soon the sound of soldiers and the flame of torches filled Gethsemane. His time had come. He was arrested, bound, and deserted by all his friends. At his first trial, Jesus stood before Annas, who had been the high priest. At the second, it was the high priest Caiaphas who asked him, Are you the Christ? Jesus answered, I am. At his third trial, he was judged by the Sanhedrin. And at his fourth, Pilate asked, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. At his fifth trial, it was the brutal King Herod who questioned him. This man who had beheaded John the Baptist accused him and berated and mocked him, but Jesus never spoke a word. Herod sent him back to Pilate, and at his sixth trial of the night, Pilate was pressured into a decision. Though he knew Jesus was guilty of nothing, Pilate gave in to the shouts of the mob who cried, Crucify him! Crucify him! and passed sentence. Jesus was physically and emotionally exhausted. He endured a brutal Roman scourging and a mock coronation at the hands of the cruel soldiers. Morning had come. He had prayed, not my will, but thine be done. Now, God's will was unfolding. The lamb was ready for the sacrifice. The altar waited on Golgotha. The cross was prepared. There has never been a scene in history like Calvary. Artists have attempted to paint it. Sculptors have tried to give it form. Songwriters have memorialized it over and over. And preachers have delivered its message. Yet the love demonstrated there defies description. The mercy cannot be captured and the grace is too great to be absorbed. It's more than we can take in and yet we never stop trying because the cross and what Jesus did there means everything.
became son of man, bringing the plan of salvation. That great Lamb of God gave his life for a ransom to buy redemption. For all generations And because of his love for A world that was lost He could suffer the shame of the Are we loved by a God of mercy and forgiveness? Is there a Savior who has made salvation possible? Calvary answers a resounding yes. Yet so many reject the sacrifice of God's only begotten Son. 
Still, he never stops reaching out to them because God knows just how desperately people need him.
Jesus died and was buried. The crowd of Golgotha left. The disciples hid, his followers mourned. The Jewish leaders sighed with relief, and Jerusalem went back to normal. Then Sunday dawned. An angel rolled back the stone at the tomb so the world could see it was empty. The angel said to the women who came to anoint his body, you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here, he has risen just as he said. All this happened over 2,000 years ago, and yet that single event has changed history and the lives of countless souls around the world. We read of Bethlehem, follow his life on earth, hear his words, and witness his death on the cross, and we believe in his resurrection. The drumbeat of truth becomes the heartbeat of our lives. It begins as a whisper and rises to a thundering roar. Jesus saves, Jesus saves, Jesus saves.